firefighters, welcome back. I have an ego buster for us today, but I think you can handle it. Okay, you ready for it? Y'all, you cannot really believe everyone that doesn't book you just isn't your ideal client. Okay, stick around and I'll lead you through it. Welcome to the Refine Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. All right, what do I mean by not everyone that books you just isn't your ideal client. Well, I've kind of observed this behavior among wedding pros in general that when a client doesn't book them, the go-to response tends to be, or I'm just seeing a pattern here, it's become a little bit of, well, they're just not my ideal client. You know, they didn't see the value in this, or they didn't see the value in that. And I just want to challenge that. I Is that really true? Or maybe was there something missing in your sales process? Did you communicate your value really well? Like what? Why didn't they value your value? Why didn't they see the value in it? Why? What was missing? Is there something that we can learn here? Who did they hire? If you can find that out, I think there's some value in researching that a little bit. Do some market research. What is different about the person they hired? Why would why would they have hired them? Is there something that they do that's a little bit more clear? Is there something that they offer that you know the client maybe was interested in and that you know you can offer or do, but maybe it just wasn't painted the way the client needed in order to see the value? Or another question I would ask is, is your process streamlined? Okay. Have you removed all the friction points for the booking, for the sales process, for getting the information you need and presenting the information that they need? What about your process can be assessed and reevaluated? Re, yeah, reassessed. Why can't I think of the word there? You get what I'm saying? Okay. What about that? Can you reevaluate? Woo! I got to the word. What can you reevaluate there? And refine and get into a position where it, it's so streamlined. Okay. So think about that as a cons- think, go through your process as a consumer, have someone, a friend, or, you know, if you know a friend that's getting engaged and they've already hired someone else, or you have a friend whose child is getting engaged and same things like have them go through that process and give you feedback. Okay, it's best to have people that are in this life stage be able to give you that feedback because they can compare it to others and they can give you just insight based off of kind of the needs of this life stage, right? So any old friend or another wedding pro might not be the best guinea pig here, but think through how that could look. Is there someone that you could push through your process that could give you some feedback? Back to this whole, do you truly communicate value thing? Differentiation is a really, really, really hard thing. It's hard to find the right concepts because we are offering very similar things in our categories, okay? The biggest differentiator any of us have are really going to be, you know, ourselves and our team, okay? So think about things that can't be duplicated. And so, so much of that is rare that that's why it becomes, that's why it comes down to being about the people involved, right? Services, values, all of that can be replicated. Other companies can be doing the same things. You may get yourself ahead for a few years on those things until other companies catch up on it. 
And I saw some success in that way, but I had to continue evolving in my differentiation. I think one thing that can really help with differentiation is gathering with pros from other communities. So go on retreats and workations and go to conferences and go to workshops and things of that nature and rub elbows with people in different markets. Because one thing that I have found is that when we bring ideas to our local market from another market, it sets us up for some differentiation. And again, that might be something that others can replicate. But if you figure that out, get it out there and are able to, you know, fast forward a couple years in your trajectory, it'll take them a minute to catch up to you. And you, it buys you some time to continue finding other points of differentiation. Does that make sense? Okay. So that's a big part of communicating your value is the differentiation. But also I can't tell you how many websites I look at that all look the same. And there's not an FAQ and there's not, there's just so much missing on websites, okay? I wanna encourage you to go look at your website and ask yourself, do you, is there a full name represented? Is there a first and last name of somebody on this website? Is there a city and a location listed? Is there an email address listed other than a contact form? Is there a, a working link to different social media platforms? Is there a portfolio in a gallery? Is there, like I said, an FAQ? Is there an ideal client page? Do you have a page where you talk about who your ideal client is? Because I can tell you, and I've ta- probably talked about this in other episodes if I had to guess, because I teach on this all the time. Having an ideal client page changed everything for me. On that page, I list, and it's, it's a hidden page. It doesn't have to be, but I just didn't want a lot of tags. And I lead clients to it. In the inquiry process, I, I respond, and it's something that I link. And I can't tell you how many people responded. It was like, are you in my head? Like, who, how do you know me so well? Like, this is, but now they just like have to work with me. Okay, so on that ideal client page, you can list, you know, you might be a refiner if, and this is just, you know, my category, you might be a refiner if, and then I I list, you know, different core values and different things that I look for in an ideal client. But as they read that, they do, they felt heard and they felt seen and they're like, oh, this person knows me and I want to work with them. And then the difference between $100, $300, whatever it is, if they're price shopping, that goes away. That difference doesn't matter anymore because now they feel known by you. So that's part of communicating your value as well. You communicate that you know these people. And of course, that little client page is going to have some people, like some people thinking, oh, that's not me at all. And they bounce off. But okay, isn't that the, also the point? So you need to be setting yourself up for success in those ways. I think it's also really important to just understand why an ideal client might not book you. Okay. So hopefully some of these questions in general bring us full circles to what those conclusions might be. But like, why? If, if, an, if an ideal client has interviewed you and they don't book you, just ask yourself that question. Is there anything at all in my business that could stand out as a reason why someone that is absolutely my ideal client wouldn't book me? What, what is it? What could it be? Did I have an off day on my sales call? Is there some, is there a broken link somewhere? Is there, you know, a sentence that rubs people wrong? Is there a value that's not communicated? Do they feel good going through my process? What stands out in those, in those ways? Okay, so I don't want to talk in, in circles too much, but I do think I just brought it full circle and I will leave you with that. I just want us to step back a tiny bit and remove, I think, you know, and I, I was kind of silly in my intro, like, oh, I've got an ego buster, but in all fairness, I think that there's 
something to be said for self-preservation when someone doesn't book us, right? Like that sucks. And we want to have a reason that they didn't book us, but I want you to actually know the reason so you can do something about it. And when we sit and marinate on, well, they just weren't my ideal client. There's nothing we can do about that. When indeed some of them probably were your ideal client, they bounced off for whatever reason. And it's something that you can tweak. So figure out what that is, get to it and see what changes you can make. All right. If this is helpful, give me a like, a follow, a review, or share. Take a screenshot while listening and yeah, share it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag us, Refine for Wedding Planners, and y'all have a great day. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. <laughs>